0: We have some amazing, amazing news. We finally got the season two cast announcement for the principal cast members that are joining Shadow and Bone. I am beyond excited, so let me just tell you who they are. Louis Tan is playing Tolia Yolbatar. Anna Leong Brophy is playing Tamar Yolbatar. So we have our twins. We have Jack Wolf as Wylan Hendricks, And obviously if you've read Six of Crows... I'm curious as to why they're saying Hendrix. And last but not least, what we've been waiting for since forever, our Nikolai Lantsoff is Patrick Gibson. I saw all the production photos once they were announced, and they look amazing. I'm so excited for this team. But I do want to remind everyone that even if you don't like the actors chosen for these parts, please respect them and please give them their privacy. Just... These are our characters coming to life and Lee is so excited and she's such a big part of casting and everything within this show. So, yeah. We finally have our gang! So, yeah! Thank you guys so much. And I'll tell you guys since we're we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Leigh Bardugo. You're listening to the GrishaCast. Cast.
1: Welcome to GrishaCast, Cast, episode 100 and a half. In this episode, I will be joined by my friend and member of the GrishaCast Cast staff, Michelle. This is your host, Eric, from Nashville, Tennessee, and Tampa, Florida. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse, a world created by Lee Bardugo, who creatively brought today's guest and I together. The Grishaverse, bringing insane fantasy lovers together. Grisha are never alone. Whew! Moisaviani casters, I fit that in. <laughs> I just, whew, felt like I really tried to put a lot of information in there right at the end. But, anyways, hi. I'm glad you guys are joining us. I love these special episodes because one, I get it's usually me geeking out with someone. And tonight, it's with a really good friend. First off, though, I do want to remind you go and check out our Facebook page. Um, follow and like us, please. And stay attuned. There is some special stuff coming. And uh, it will be on there that you will hear some news and possibly on here as well. But if you wouldn't mind, that would be fantastic. We would love for you to go to our Facebook page. So, with further ado, our guest this evening is my friend Michelle, who I met, actually, through this podcast. And it's it's really cool because I pretty much stalked Michelle. Um, she was a fan of the podcast and was listening and... Mentioned in one of the our social media um, outlets that she had some ideas. And long story short, I, like, was trying so hard to, like, find it. And anyways, took forever. I finally found it. Like, contacted her, like, hoping, like, that she would answer through, like, the, like, messenger thing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. But she did. And we talked, and then we even started talking on the phone, and hey, ever since then, we've just been friends, and now she's a part of my staff. It's awesome. So we just, we love the Grishaverse. So anyways, without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend and co-worker, Michelle. Yay! Hello! Hi, <laughs> hey, a- Hi! Wasn't that a fabulous introduction? <laughs>
2: Yes. I feel so loved.
1: <laughs> well you are. You were stalked by Grisha cast. So Exactly. <laughs> it's it <can't>, an honor. <laughs> exactly. It can't get any better than that. So, um, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing very well.
2: Good. I Just graduated with my masters and it's you know, it's been a crazy, you know, two years with the pandemic and everything, but I got through it and I'm here.
1: <laughs> you did. Well, we are so proud of you, and that is awesome, and yeah, you've had a lot of changes going on, so I'm, I'm surprised you're not, like, your hair's not, like, sticking out and going crazy, because I, the amount of change you've had in this short period of time, whoo, goodness gracious, that's crazy. I'm surprised
2: my hair isn't entirely white or gray at this point.
1: <laughs> not sporting <laughs> you,
2: know, Yes.
1: Well, you look fabulous, and, um... Yeah, which is great. So we um so first off, let's um let our let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Well, I think they saw this. The question is on your grecia on your grecia verse passport, what name do you go by? Um so not to have any spoilers, but it was already on the screen, wasn't it? I believe it said it showed that Michelle goes by Michelle. It's just has the spelling different like I do. Um so earlier you saw that. M Y S H E L. Sorry, Michelle, I'm answering that question for you. <laughs> I just there you re- go. <laughs> but that's my Grisha
2: passport name. <laughs> exactly.
1: So but what order and suborder are would you be in?
2: A- Ethereal Kai and Shadow Summoner.
1: Wow. That is a very brave answer. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't think anybody else ever answers that. And I love it. That's why we're friends. <laughs> just because <laughs> of that. That one thing. I think that is absolutely amazing that you're just like, yep, yeah, I'm a shadow summoner. So what, how did you get introduced to the verse and Lee Bardugo? What's your story?
2: Well, I, I followed a Ben Barnes for a while. I've been a huge fan of his, you know, since, you know, Prince Caspian. And so I followed him on Instagram and I saw that he had posted like the, everyone's seen the photo of the casting photo of the announcement that he was going to be in this new show on Netflix called Shadow and Bone. I was like, oh, what's that? And uh, I was like, oh, it's a book series. And and it's like, I got to buy all these books. And so I, you know, pretty much, you know, okay, what's the order? Okay, I'm going to read everything in this universe (laughs) because I figured out who was playing. I'm like, okay, yes, I could definitely see Ben as this Darkling person, whoever they are.
1: (laughs) Wow. So have you read every what have you read?
2: Everything, yeah, every but all the, wow. know, the the main.
1: <laughs>
2: you got it done. That's awesome. was is six, seven at this point. uh I don't know, and then <laughs> all the the short stories, novellas, everything.
1: Wow! Did you finish all of that by the time that the show started?
2: Oh yeah, because
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're a fast reader. That's, fast. <laughs> that's awesome! Oh my gosh, it's incredible. So you. You started with the Shadow and Bone trilogy, I'm guessing.
2: Yes, I okay. just went in order. Well, actually, I I read Demon in the Wood first because I saw that it was a prequel. So I read that, which no. it sort of confused me on some things with like what what the orders were because I didn't know. But it didn't really spoil anything. Right. So technically, that's the first thing I read was Demon in the Wood. Then well, I read Shadow.
1: That is very unique because I've never heard anybody else say that. As- but you're right, that story doesn't have any spoilers, but I could definitely see it being a little confusing. Just um, the terminology,
2: and then, and then after reading China, Bone, I'm like, okay, and then I read it again. I'm like, okay, now that story makes sense. But Yeah. Remember, oh, that's the Darkling, that's who that's about, you know? I did not know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that story by itself, without any prior knowledge, would be very confusing, because there is no explanation. They're assuming... Lee was assuming that you had read all like at least knew the magic and things like that. But that's that's neat. I love that you read the prequel first. Do you normally read like that? Like if that's if, if there's a prequel out of uh, the series, do you read that first or is that was that just something that you just did this one time?
2: It depends like if there is a prequel I'm like cuz usually it'll like a prequel that'll set up the world or the story. So, I didn't know that this was just like a prequel of one person. So, normally, if it was just that, then I wouldn't. But, you know, I didn't know what, what prequel it was. So, I just went ahead and read it. Eh,
1: yeah. It's a prequel, but it's not going to spoil anything. So
2: yeah, Even the Bogger thing was, you know, that that wasn't spoiled. Because it just says his mother in the story. So, you don't, you know, oh, that's Bogger. I'm like, right. Oh. You, know, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. And they don't go by... 'Cause her name's not in like they don't mention her name. And he's
2: called Eric, you know. <laughs> I know. Enough, you know?
1: <laughs> Which and that's so funny because like I remember when I was trying to come up with my Grisha verse spelling and I I came up with Eric, E R Y K, but I thought I had come up with that all by myself until I re reread Demon in the Wood and realized Oh, I don't think I came up with that. I think that I saw that because it's like in the very, it's like the first line or something is like yeah. Eric spelled the way that I do. And I was like, okay, oops. <laughs> Anyways. Well, cool. So uh, you just told us all about your, so you've read everything. Um, The demon in the wood, by the way, I'm, you know, of course, we're all excited. I about the upcoming graphic novel i'm so excited to see the pictures and interested to see what they're going to add to it because they've said that it's extended
2: yeah i'm starting to see that too and it comes out a day before my birthday so it's my birthday oh, present
1: that's <laughs> awesome when when does it come out again i, I actually forgot
2: september 27th so yeah my my birthday is september
1: 28th so yeah birthday present. wow pre- that is a birthday <laughs> present for you that's It's so cool they're going to do that. I'm excited to see what this, like, extra information is going to be. Just because that story, I always thought... I always liked it, but I felt like... I don't want to say it was missing, but I felt like there's just... I wish there was so much more that could have been in it when I read it. I just wanted to, like, you know... The Darkling is just one of those characters and, like, reading about him growing up, I just want to know a lot. And I felt like... I just I wanted to know more so I'm excited he that don't this-
2: much about his early life and I'd love to see that and Barbara's you know early life you know as we've seen like you know a little bit of her you know child but we don't see any of the you know century she must have lived before she even had him
1: yeah she would that would be an amazing story and I have heard Lee say that that would be a really cool um novella to write so that has like we have poked the bear a little bit, so maybe we will get that one day. Because I would love it; that would be amazing. So, um, okay, who's your favorite character? I come as a surprise, but it's, it's the Darkling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know there hasn't been any hints whatsoever in the.
1: <laughs> well, I get it. I I absolutely get it because that's my second. Like I all I love villains. Villains are always my favorite. I always fall in love with villains, and I love every chapter about them when I'm reading a book. And like it's it's covering the villain, like I just get very excited. I've always been that way. So yeah,
2: I, I love a villain in, in everything, and I love just seeing like what made him this way. How did they, you know, end up where they were? And and you can you can understand like their side, and like okay, I get what they were coming from. They just completely just executed it <laughs> wrong.
1: Yeah. I think there's also something about like I I always love a really like hot and sexy villain too that exactly. that makes it even better you know just um it's amazing but the darkling is just a really cool character the name itself like I remember like when I first read that name I was like it's really just enticing like it's just wow interesting Ooh, who's this
2: person like is yeah, that, yeah? serious who's that?
1: <laughs> it's so cool so well. I I love it. That's awesome. And there are a lot of Darkling lovers out there. And hey, if hopefully if you're listening to this and you have followed along and we just finished Rule of Wolves, so you know, we gotta stop kinda giving crap to him because the Grisha verse is around only because of him. <laughs> like he just <laughs> saved the world and hey, I didn't see that coming. So do you have a favorite book or a favorite part or favorite scene or anything like that?
2: I think overall shadow and bone is my uh, favorite book, but there's a lot of parts in siege and storm that I love as well. Of course, you know, we finally get to meet Nikolai, you know, and it's like, you finally get a lot of the action in that one. Uh, And my favorite scene, I I love it. The like towards the end of siege and storm, when uh, Alina like tricks the darkling in the chapel and, you know, she creates her own nietzsche Boya, And, you know, <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> I love that scene.
1: Yes. it It is an amazing scene. Power,
2: it's like, what's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine. I'm like, yes, get him.
1: <laughs> I know, and I didn't see that coming either. It really is shocking and kind of su- it's surprising. And it's just a really cool... That is a very... I feel like it's emotional, too. That, just because when you're at Siege and Storm... What you've already gone through in Elena's history. Well, you know what? I gotta stop talking because we're gonna get to that later on in our episode. <laughs> but um, I, I hear you. And Sha- Shadow and Bone will remain my favorite to this day because it was my introduction, and how much like just that opens up the world, and I love it. Um, it it's an amazing book. Uh, I absolutely love it. I mean. Obviously, like, Lives of Saints is, like, I love that so much, but, like, I don't know, Shadow and Bone, it was the first one, it was the first book I read, and at that time in my life when I read that, which was, I know this doesn't sound crazy, but it was actually in 2012 when it was out, like, it just, yeah, it was a good book, so, and it helped me, it was neat, so anyways
2: yeah i started reading it and i like immediately you know consumed it it's like i have to to keep you know reading and to see what finds out you know what happens
1: it's so different it's a really cool i feel like it's a unique fantasy because i just find it so different compared to a lot of other fantasy books I, i i feel like a lot of fantasy can usually be grouped together and find a lot of it really in common but when i read shadow and bone there was just so many parts of it that were so different and unique that it was just like, wow, this is really just, it's a really cool world that she built and thought about, but didn't, like, go overboard either, you know? It's just, it's really cool. And the fold, oh, my God, like...
2: Yeah, that was really cool, and I love that Alina's basically on, you know, the bad side already and doesn't know that she's, you know befriending the villain you know the you know that's going to end up being the villain you know i thought that was really cool because you don't really see like our hero already on like the villain side first
1: yeah you know i was and i was totally tricked by that too like i was totally surprised by it like terry she knows everything way before things happen i I forget things after I read it like <laughs> I already read Rule of Wolves and we just re- so when we did it for the show that was my second time I feel like my second time was really my first time because like I really absorbed a lot more then. but yeah I um Shadow and Bone just re- like I was so shocked by so much stuff like what the Darkling is bad like I mean like and it's so funny because when you say it out loud oh the Darkling is bad. Really,
2: I'm like oh a person who just calls himself the Darkling. Oh wait, <laughs> they're the villain. What?
1: <laughs> How's that a surprise, Lord? So, <laughs> have you watched the Netflix show?
2: Yes, many uh, times.
1: <laughs> it is really good. Yes, I agree. What do you, What do you think of the adaptation of that?
2: I loved it. I just loved, you know, actually seeing, you know, the world and how they did the costumes. You know, that's what I love about adaptations, that at least I get to see what I've, you know, seen in my head, you know.
1: Agreed. And
2: I, I was actually really surprised how well they handled integrating the Crows into the storyline, that it made sense, at least if, you know, you read the book. I'm, I'm sure it was very confusing for people that hadn't read anything. So it, but, you know, for book readers, it, it made sense to me.
1: <laughs> I agree. I am... Um... I loved it. I, um, the, when I saw it was the, they let out a picture of the fold for the first time. And it's like the picture where Alina's like standing and like yeah. she's like looking out the fold. I like, I burst out in tears because like seeing that for the first time, it was just very emotional because like it's something that like has been in my head for so long. And, like, I had, like, you know, it's just, that's, you don't know what that actually looks like. It's just in our minds, but to actually see it, and I was so excited to finally see, like, a Kefta, because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the internet, before the show came out, looking up Keftas, there were so many different things that it could, like, way, like, there are just a lot of different options and different things that people were thinking it was going to look like, and... Lives of Saints came out, luckily, before, but it didn't really, like, the pictures in it didn't sh- show so graphically about the Keftas. Like, you couldn't really look at those pictures and tell, like, the details as much as the show. So anyways, I love that. I was really excited about the Keftas. Um, I love that. And I think they're going to get better as we go on because... <laughs> You gotta remember, they have different keftas for different, like, occasions. So, oh my gosh. The the one that Zoya wears at the end of Rule of Wolves when she's crowned, I want that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I want to see, like, I know like, Alina's gonna get her white one soon, and I want to see how they do her hair, you know, when a, it turns white. Yeah. It looks so cool.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be really neat to see that. I There's a lot of scenes I'm excited to see, and... I agree with you 100% about like, but here, I got to stop agreeing with you. We got to, we, we have plans. So um, real quickly, last question for everybody, just to get to know you, what would you be a Sancta of?
2: Yeah, I thought a lot about this question, but it's like given like the last, I guess, you know, a couple of years, like doing my master's, I was thinking, you know, uh, Sancta of knowledge and perseverance. There you but go. Doing a lot of that, you know, just getting through the semester and having to deal with going online and, you know, like everyone else and, you know, other things. It's just very stressful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad yours is truthful. Whenever I answer this question, I have literally always come up either with like a funny, like story and made up like a funny one. Like, but I don't think I've ever done it seriously, and i I need to do that sometime, but I think what I'm trying not to have happen is that if I did it seriously, it would most likely be like the funny one <laughs> <laughs> because the, i rem- the last one I did was like um the I think he was the saint of cheesecake and golden girls, that's right, oh yeah, <laughs> and like if I really think about that, that's a that's a really um Personal thing to me, cheesecake's my absolute favorite dessert, plain. And Golden Girls is, like, a show that is timeless that I have always loved and have watched and have all the DVDs. And I love that it's on Hulu because now you can just watch. Like, I love that. So, anyways, um, maybe that's why I'm so scared to actually do it for real. But, anyway. Hey, I
2: love the scene of cheesecake. That's That's my favorite dessert, too. Yes.
1: You... <laughs> oh my gosh cheesecake factory like yes lord like
2: and my mom and i always go there you know she loves it for her birthday too because she loves cheesecake
1: (laughs) so my problem is when you start okay i understand toppings like chocolate or strawberry or like raspberry things like that on top of your cheesecake but when you start changing cheesecake into like the cheesecake turtle Oreo—you no longer have a cheesecake. It's delicious, yes, but it isn't cheesecake. I—I I feel like it's not. I, I agree, but
2: you think that the new one they just came out with, like the coconut cream cheesecake, that is so good. Really? <laughs> yes.
1: Hmm. I'll have to try it. See, I'm—I love a uh, straight up New York style cheesecake, like.
2: Yeah, I'm the same. I like you know just plain or just with the strawberry, you know, on top, and that's it's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> I don't want a strawberry. I just want it to taste like a sweet bar of cream cheese, and <laughs> like, I love. <laughs> um, and actually, my favorite one that I can get here in town, I found out, is actually shipped in from New York itself, and it's it's called the Towering Cheesecake. It's at Coco's Italian Market here. But um, it actually is made in New York, and it's a huge piece. I asked once how much an entire cheesecake would be. It was over $100. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just do you have Publix in Florida? Yes. I think they have the best store-bought cheesecake you can buy. Just letting Indeed. you
2: know. I agree. <laughs> yeah.
1: Any other store-bought is a, is nothing compared. Like, Publix has the best one. So... Okay, so let's get into the Grishaverse a little bit. Um, we have... I think we've got some really cool stuff um, for our listeners because it's a little different. So our first game, uh, or pretty much will be the only time we do it, it's called What's Your Sign? The Grisha, Grishaverse Horoscope. Okay, so what this is based off of is if you have a version of the special edition of Crooked Kingdom then you will know what I'm talking about. I will explain it, though. In the back of this book, there are some other images of the crows. The first special edition came out, and it had, like, some pictures of the crows. This one has pictures of the crows. However, in addition to it, it also has their Zodiac character sign with them. So each picture of every crow has the Zodiac symbol. And I think that's really cool. And anyways, it wasn't until recently that I decided to like kind of check up on it just because I've been studying astrology a little bit. I've been trying to learn how to um, read um, birth charts and stuff. So anyways, I decided that since I was learning enough about it, I'm going to see if these actually match up. And when I looked at them, like... They all, like, matched up perfectly. Uh, I don't know if you, like, had time to look at the ones that she had done and, like, I guess we should probably read those to the people that haven't, that don't have this. So, Kaz is a Capricorn, and real quickly, I'm going to read to you what the, like, Capricorn, ambitious, realism, methodical steps, overly serious. Relentlessly driven. Okay, I I see that definitely. <laughs> then we've got Inez, is she is a Cancer, nurture, comfort, protection, overprotective, indirect, inconsistent. So how, do you? So far, what do you think? Do you think she's on on point?
2: I agree. Yeah, I've I've looked at them and I agree with all of them too.
1: Okay, I because I felt the same way. I was just like. You really did a really good job. So Nina is Leo. Self-confidence, loyalty, creativity, unwilling to admit fault and v- vain. Um, Matthias is a Taurus. Trust, patience, sensuality, and stubborn. Then we've got Jesper, who's a Gemini. Curiosity, intellect, networking, Rest- restless, aloof, lacks lacks focused attention <laughs> i just love some of it because some of like it's so right Wylin is a virgo integrity reverence service self-critical over overly perfectionist and then the last one she did she did kuay and he's an aries which is actually leave sign and independence bravery passion impulsive impatient and selfish so those are the ones that we that lee put together and said these are their zodiac signs we don't have like they didn't we don't have their birthdays though though right like i i they're not listed in any of the books i i was thinking about that i don't think we know any characters birthdays do we
2: no, not yet.
1: Maybe in a future book we will. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure. Like, I was like, I don't think anybody's birthday has ever been listed. So, um, okay, so we decided that, well, she did the crows. How about we do some of the characters that got left out? You know, there's more Grishaverse characters. So that's what we're going to do. And I guess the best way to before we get into it is i probably need to read to you just some of the other ones oh you know what as we go through them and we figure it out we'll just read what the description is so along with it that'll make sense i think that's the best way to do it so um okay so first up is the darkling what did what do you think for the darkling
2: i i chose a gemini because that, that definitely made the most uh, sense to me. Because I know, like, uh, Geminis are usually, like, very, you know, knowledgeable. And I know they're always, like, known as, like, being, like, you know, yeah, you know, they have the duality to them. Not necessarily, like, two-faced. But, I mean, they just have, like, you know, could be, have different personalities. And the Darkling's always very good at, like, you know, reading people, you know, straight up. And he's definitely, you know, inquisitive and wants to, you know, know, know more, at least in regards to the amplifiers, yeah. So I thought Gemini was perfect for him.
1: Yeah, and the like and the small little like um summary notes that we that we have put together for Gemini, curiosity, intellect, networking, restless aloof, lax focused attention. I see what you're saying. Like, I mean and those these are just like there's so many different aspects to every human being, so realize that as well. I actually thought that the Darkling is a Capricorn. <laughs> Um, which I'm laughing at and I'll tell you in a minute. Um, Capricorn, ambition, realism, methodical steps, overly seriously, over, overly serious and relentlessly driven. So I just saw the Darkling as that because, you know, like he's, he's very ambitious. He's very, he's got his plan, methodical steps. Like, I mean, putting that out and I mean, he's very driven, the reason I'm laughing is because I'm a Capricorn and I kind of freaked out when I fi- when I saw that Kaz was a Capricorn because I was like, what? Like, how am I? Like, I'm nothing <laughs> like Kaz. So <laughs> I was laughing when I realized that I was I thought the Darkling was a Capricorn. I'm like, hm, yeah. Eric, maybe you need to look inside a little bit. Maybe I am just this villain that I just don't realize. I think I'm just this really sweet, nice person on the inside, apparently. That's what I think. But maybe it's maybe that's not it. I don't know. Anyways. What's,
2: what's funnier is that was my second one. It's like I was between Gemini and Capricorn. Maybe, you know, Capricorn, Moon, or Rising. There you go.
1: Absolutely. There, <laughs> you are are there. <laughs> there are a few of them that I couldn't decide, so I listed both. Actually, like this next one. So Alina, Um, I'll go first. So I couldn't decide between Aries and Sagittarius. So Aries is independence, bravery, passion, impulsive, impatient, and selfish. Sagittarius is optimism, freedom, exploration, and chronically dissatisfied. So if you haven't realized that like our descriptions have like the three like positive and then of course we have to have like the three like you know negative aspects of uh sign so anyways i couldn't decide between those two for alina because i i don't know i think actually the more i'm looking at it i think maybe it's more aries which i think is going to be which is so funny because i all whenever i think of this aries sign i just think of lee just because i know she's she's an aries so what did you put I went
2: completely different and I chose it uh, cancer because she's like very kind and nurturing, you know, like much like a Nej. Like yeah. you know, they, they definitely get along together. So I can definitely see them being the same sign.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. I when I was doing this, I, I felt like at one point, oh, you can't have the same signs, but hey, that's that's not truthful. People have the same signs. Oh. So um, okay, well, our next is Bagra. What did you put for Bagra? What that was you think really
2: you? hard for me? I, I ended up putting like uh, Pisces because I feel like she's very you know intuitive. Yeah, she's more like you know the mentor, so she's like sympathetic and intuitive in that way. Even if she doesn't really come across as you know very compassionate towards others all the time.
1: Yeah, I see that. I I put Scorpio, which is actually very similar because. Scorpio, intensity, intuition, emotion, defensive, manipulative, and secretive. So, I think we both are right, like, close, definitely. So, next is my girl, my favorite, Zoya. And, no, I didn't put her as a Capricorn, um, um because I love her. So, of course, she's not me. <laughs> Lord, goodness gracious. <laughs> she's going to be amazing. So, I... Th- when I thought about her character though, I think she's a Virgo. Because integrity, reverence, service, self critical, and overly perfectionistic. Um I just think that just because like I mean, especially in the like the last couple books, you just see how dedicated she is, the service, and I mean she she does have this aspect about her that is very like she does want things to be perfect um they never end up being but it's almost like and it's never said in the books that she she's a perfectionist, but it's like you can she's always stri i feel like you can always see that that's just what she's striving so hard to try to catch up to but um anyways, that's what I thought. what do you think?
2: I put scorpio uh for Zoya. Because uh, I know she can come off, you know, very intense to people, but she's, you know, very passionate and resourceful, but she's also like, you know, can be defensive, especially emotionally to people. Yeah. She, you know, really guards it, especially at the beginning.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So our next one, which is Jenya, I've got two for, so I couldn't decide between Taurus and Pisces. So Taurus, trust, patience, sensuality, and stubborn, or Pisces, intimacy, compassion, sensitivity, no boundaries, escapism. (sighs) I still can't decide which one out of those. Maybe that's not even... What did you put?
2: I put Libra, and not just because I am a Libra, (laughs) but... (laughs) You know, I just feel like, you know, she really had to, you know, like balance a lot of things. Obviously, Mm -hmm. she was on, you know, the darkling side for a long time. And, you know, she had to decide what was, you know, right and what was wrong. And I feel like, you know, uh, in the end, she she chose what was, uh, you know, the most just, you know, decision. And she ended up with Alina.
1: Yeah. Libra is all about balance and fairness and harmony. So I I, I see that. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. So, next is Nikolai. So, I'm going to let you go first. What did you put for Nikolai?
2: I put Sagittarius because he's definitely, you know, optimistic and very outgoing and adventurous. You know, definitely a fire sign.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I put Leo. Self-confidence, loyalty, creativity, unwilling to admit fault and vain. um, Which are just a couple aspects of him. But, um, so... That's interesting. So our last one is Mal. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'll go first. I put him as... So here, I'm I'm just going to say this. I've said it already on the show a lot. I have never, ever had anything against this character at all. Um, I'm not on that wagon. So if you are, I don't know, enjoy staying on that wagon. I I don't know. I've just, I've, I've never had any issues with um, this character at all. (laughs) So, um, I put Mal as a cancer because I thought nurture, comfort, protection, um, overprotective, indirect, inconsistent. I felt like that really went along with his story with, you know, with Alina. He's just, like, he was very protective, a little overprotective, and, like, he, he just... But also just didn't know how to be direct with her and was so but you could tell all he wanted was just to be comfortable and to be nurtured. That's all he wanted, but he just was having a hard time trying to explain that to Alina at the correct time. Which is insane because like from the very beginning of the book she's like throwing herself at him practically. I feel like it's just like the signs are all there and it's like Now wow. open
2: your eyes. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: Just like Goodness. So what'd you put?
2: Uh I put him as Taurus because he's, you know, it definitely can be, you know, uh, determined, of course, but then he's also stubborn at times. But overall, he's definitely dependable and loyal, especially to Alina. Yeah. That, you know, at the end, you know, he's there for her.
1: That's awesome. Well, hey, I think that was fun. So we we've got a new thing now. So we can do your zodiac signs. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was thinking about this, um, and I'm not that crazy yet, but if we are in the Greciaverse, that is a whole other world, so I don't think that they would have the same stars. I think that they would actually have like different signs like I think they'd have there'd just be different constellations um like if that makes sense because the zodiac literally is just like um it it translates from Greek or I think it's Greek or something where it's um circle of animals. And because looking up at the sky, they they'd see like, you know, the animals. So that's how it all started. So I think that actually the Grishaverse would have different stars and different constellations. And I think it'd be really cool one day to kind of figure that out. Like maybe there'd be like a firebird or something like that. You know, I see more of their creatures than I don't know. That's what I think. But that's definitely going off the deep end of how crazy i am over this world so
2: <laughs> no i agree uh a series i'm currently reading uh dragon uh they do that they obviously have different constellations of their gods and their months are named after something related to their gods or something else but they of course like translate into our months if you were to yeah okay, but they know everyone's birthday and it's kind of cool to see you know how theirs are named and what holidays they celebrate because they do mention some of that. And I love cool. that
1: <laughs> yeah. So look out guys because don't worry I'm sure like I will come up with the Grisha versus Zodiac just for myself just to have fun. Hey, I enjoy it. So but I think we did great. I think that was awesome. So kudos to us. Um and what you said in the beginning is very right. Like I mean so that we were just reading the sun sign so if you know anything about astrology um which i did not until just recently um your sun sign is what you always know about that's your like sign that you're the that you're born under but then you also do have a moon sign and you also like have an ascendant you have like actually a little bit more than just your sun sign so when we might have had different answers but they very well could be explained by the moon that they were in. And that's, it's just very interesting when you, so I'm studying how to read these like birth charts and what it is, is like, it's crazy. Cause it doesn't take much information. It takes your name, your birthday and the time and where you were born. And you put it in this computer and then it shoots out this circle image of what the sky looked like at the moment you were born. And, What's cool about that is like so that's how we find out what our sun sign is, our main like zodiac. But to find out what your moon is, you it, it's just really cool. There's all this stuff, so I've been studying it. And um, anyways, Lord, maybe I'll get so crazy I'll end up like becoming like making a whole horoscope book for the verse. Who knows? Yeah, I, I've done
2: my you know natal birth chart before, and it was really cool to see. Did you find out? F- a- yeah, it's a Libra Sun, Sagittarius Moon, and Gemini Rising.
1: Wow. Go yeah.
2: analyze me later.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we'll have to talk. Because there's, like, after that, there's the ascendance And there's, like, these, oh, my gosh, there's... there's
2: Mercury Venus, all that, you know, and it keeps going. You know, yeah, like what
1: is <laughs> there's a... It gets crazy. It brings in geometry. Like, if this... What planets make a triangle? um together like what planets have a straight line? like seriously and these all mean things it's insane um however i do think it's really cool that you can type that into a computer and we have that information like what the sky looked like at that exact moment from that location that's so cool so and that was another reason i thought about the, the grishaverse having different zodiacs because it's a different place like i mean i can't like Hell otherwise I'd love to like try to do Zoya's um birth chart but I mean I can't type in Zodiac. I can't type in the Grecian yeah. lord can't type in Chuhan and that actually work out <laughs> anyways that was fun so our next segment that we've got is well so I I guess I it, short I we're calling it 40 hour wor- work week and what we did is I think it was the last special episode that I was with one of my friends and we took the characters and listed like their favorite song or music or TV show, whatever, something like that. So this is uh, like related to that. However, what we've done here is we've taken the Grishaverse characters and pretend that we have moved them over to our world and we have given them jobs 40 hour a week jobs and we've assigned them jobs so that's what the game is <laughs> we're gonna see what we both have come up with for like what do we think our grishaverse characters would be doing for a full-time job to live in our world <laughs> so um okay so first is darkling what do you got
2: i was sort of between two like he could be like the ceo of the company Or what I ended up putting is like a lawyer since he was more about justice, especially for the Grisha. So I could definitely see him, you know, doing something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that aspect, but you're right. I put him as a photo tech Um, (laughs) because I just totally went for the whole wanting to be in dark all the time.
2: (laughs) That's a hobby of his. There you go. (laughs)
1: Yeah. and. Unfortunately, um photography today is not as big as it, I mean photography still is big, but like the jobs out there are very like they're small. It's like photo tech is is as high as I think it goes um because there aren't like big camera stores and places that you get your film developed like not the way it used to be. Um goodness gracious. I um luckily I grew up in the day and I'm so proud of this. My father um he he his hobby was photography so i was when i was born like literally my father like taught me how to um when i was just really young how to work in the dark room like at a very young age so like i grew up knowing how to do that and i have this fascination with like the dark room like bl- the i love it that's if i could get back into a dark room i oh my god it's a goal of mine i would love it but i can't find one um Oh my God, I love that stuff. My my favorite part literally is going like before you even go in the dark room when you have to get the film out of the canister. And for that, you have to be in a completely pitch black room. So there is no red light for you to see. So you have to like lay out your instruments and know where everything is and then turn off the light and do it all. And like that's my favorite part. I miss that. Just wanted to let you know, you know, because we're discussing Grishaverse, because that makes so much sense. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Went on a tangent. (sighs) Okay, phototech is what I put. So next we got Alina. What do you have, honey?
2: I put teacher, especially because, you know, she, she definitely loves, you know, the kids. And I know she ends up, you know, with the orphanage later. So I could definitely see her, you know, you know, teaching young kids and they can learn their own talent. You know, how she's sort of discovered hers. So I think that would be a good fit.
1: It definitely is. I went for a different route on this one. I put assistant manager of Suntan City and the current reigning fake and bake queen in the national Suntan City competition. (laughs) So, um, yes. Um, to me, that was hilarious. Um, I don't think, however, they would call it the fake and bake queen. (laughs) current reigning fake and bake queen. But I wanted to. Um, so anyways. However, no problem like if you do go tanning, I just call it fake and bake. It's not anything about it. It's good. Like you do what Come you on
2: want. Down to Alina's fake and bake.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's a commercial we should do. <laughs> we can put it together with the one we're trying to do with Jenya. Like Alina like go. Yeah, it could be together and next oh my god and we have to make Alina southern at at that point or someone doing it southern because it has to be a southern um, like suntan city I mean (laughs) it has to be I'm
2: Alina welcome to suntan city can I interest
1: (laughs) I'm the current reigning (laughs) bacon bake bake queen of (laughs) suntan city oh my god I think we've we've got to write that down I always say write it down and I never will remember anyways okay Um, next, Mal. I, this is horrible, but I think it really goes with him because of his powers. I think he'd be a pest and rodent exterminator just because he can track, like, he'd know where those things are really easily. It's not like a, I'm not being mean to him. I just think he'd be able to, like, do it well. Because I don't want to, like, make him, like, a hunter. Nobody's a hunter for a job. Well, I don't know. Maybe there are hunters for jobs. I. I don't know. What'd you put?
2: there uh, sort of is. I I did put the the one that was closest to that. I think it's like wildlife technician because you can oh. like, like track and train the animals. So that's what I put for Mal because again, you know, that's what he loves to do. So that made sense.
1: That makes so much sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> wow, like a wildlife officer, right?
2: Y- yeah, like doing the wildlife and fisheries type of thing. I could definitely see him doing that.
1: Okay, how did I not think of that because of my I my job, I actually have to do those tickets. How did I not even remember that job anyways? Okay. So, next is my favorite character Zoya. Um I do see her as being kind of like your local weather lady. Um your meteorologist for like your local weather channel. Um just because I I think it'd be funny and I just would love to see Zoya, who probably does not have a lot of like, um, you know, she's just she just want to play a lot of games. So I can imagine getting the weather from her would just be very like upfront and just be like, "It's sunny now. It'll be dark later.
2: It's about to rain <laughs> now. No, right now. Now, right now. No.
1: Can it, you can expect some clouds later?" Thanks. Back to you, Ken. <laughs> we maybe that's what we need to do. We need to do some kind of really weird commercial where it's like just news breaks and Zoya's inter Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So okay, so what'd you put for Zoya?
2: I went a completely different route too. I did like martial arts instructor because Zoya definitely yeah. can beat anyone up as she, you know, clocked Alina right in the face.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that all of our answers are, we have not gotten one single answer even close yet, but what's amazing about that is it's helping because there are, they both, not that there's a right answer, but there are these different aspects of every single character. So it's neat that I'm looking at it one way and you're looking at it in the other way. It's just, it's interesting. So our next person is Jenya. What'd you put?
2: I'm a professional makeup artist. You know, if Jenya had access to Instagram, she'd have like a million followers.
1: (laughs) We're close. I put personal stylist. Like, that's very close. Yeah. There
2: you go. Close answer, yeah. I knew that one would be probably closer.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so this one. Okay, David. So that was a little tough one for me. Did you get an answer for David?
2: I I did actually, like, oh like search jobs and there is actually a job called fabricator that does like exactly what David does. Cause I do like, a lot of <laughs> metalworking and stuff, but uh, yeah, apparently fabricator is actually the name of the job. So there you go.
1: <laughs> That's an actual word, like a real word. Yeah, like a
2: yep, real word.
1: <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well that would definitely be him. See, I was having, I didn't put anything because I couldn't decide between I just couldn't get on my head that he would be he would not want to be bothered, but it would be something that involved studying. So I could see him like being, you know, like in school forever, like with all these degrees, because like he's just so he'd he'd want to know more and more. But like eventually he'd have to stop going to school. I feel like you'd have to stop somehow. But like. He wouldn't want to be around people, except Virginia. So, and he'd be so smart, I couldn't see him doing anything except being a professor and helping, but no, he would want to do things by himself. So I was having maybe like an engineer or maybe... Yeah, maybe somebody that, like, he works through somebody else. Like, he'll do all the work. <clears throat> he'll do saying,
2: all the like, work. You know, like, working work in a laboratory or something and yeah. doing experiments. I could see, you know, he's just alone doing that or that in the middle working that you don't have to talk to anyone. Just just do your work. You
1: know? Yeah, or he's pro- maybe one of those people that, like, is, like, always, like, trying to come up with the, like, you know, um, fast and crazy, like, I mean... Natural disaster things like you know, maybe he was one of the people that had to try to real quickly, like, or study COVID. Um, he would be one of those people that's like on the front lines of something serious like that, you know, like, um, something groundbreaking, like trying to find the cure for cancer or something cool like yeah. that. I feel like, and if we had David, he would that's the thing, and he
2: would win the Nobel Prize. <laughs> I know,
1: and he wouldn't even go up and get it, he'd make genuine, yeah, he would,
2: like, no, just he'd... mail it to me,
1: yeah. <laughs> And Jenny would go, and she'd go accept it. Oh, my God, this next one, you're going to laugh so hard. Nikolai, what did you put? I
2: think you're going to laugh, too. I put boat captain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I put Burger King manager. (laughs) Solely just for the fact that I couldn't get out of my head the... Those little crowns that they give you when you're a kid, those paper crowns, do you? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Nikolai actually thinks he's the king of the Burger King as a child.
1: (laughs) I know, I couldn't get it out of my head. I had to put it. I was like, yep. And he'd have the sense of humor about it. He'd probably have a side hustle where he's really making some really good money or whatever. But yeah, he would be a Burger King. He'd always yeah, write.
2: honestly Nikolai probably wouldn't work at all. <laughs> you know, he would just do whatever. He,
1: yeah, he would be walking around <laughs> the yeah. Burger King pretending to work. He'd probably get fired more than yeah, he kept yeah. held on to a job. Um okay, so next is Kaz. What do you got?
2: I put uh, uh, like economist or you know, like anyone that, that's in business, because mm. you know, obviously if he was in a legal business and not a you know, crime lord. <laughs> oh,
1: right. Yeah, you don't want that you know. to so, yeah, I could,
2: You know, it's like Cas on Wall Street would be terrifying, though.
1: Well, so my answer might be a little horrifying to you then, but I put the Bellagio Hotel and Casino, he'd be in charge of their, like, vault security. because oh, there I, you go. That's a good one. <laughs> because, like, I feel like he would just, like, one, he would know all that, and he would, yeah, he would. And he or would he be able owning
2: to- a casino, you know, Casco's casino. There you
1: go. Yeah. <laughs> the He could, he, apparently, yeah, it would, Bellagio would change to like the Crow yeah. Club. New owners.
2: That'd be amazing. <laughs> new,
1: new owners. <laughs> wow. Okay. So next is Inej. And I, so I didn't really know the word for, I put like, I couldn't stop thinking about government. I couldn't stop thinking about somebody that has a job that like had to be hidden. So some kind of like government secret, top secret job is what I put. What do you got?
2: I went with a different route as we know that she's, you know, very, very limber and like, you know, gymnastics. I put that she was uh, a physical therapist and she like loves to care about people and she would, you know, help people, you know, they're struggling.
1: I see that. Yeah, absolutely. So our next one is Jesper. And okay, I'm just going to say it because you're going to love it. And I love this. I think he would be a Pizza Hut delivery man because I think he has, he doesn't care. He would want a job with flexibility. He would want to be on his own. He would just have fun and he's he's jesper he's a partier we can't put him in a casino but if he's driving around for his job he can always stop and like you know do a little gamble here or whatever so i mean he'd need to have some control so i thought a pizza hut delivery man would be perfect for him again i went with a different route with mine i put like you
2: know a, a gunsmith, since I know he's, you know, he's obsessed with, you know, his two pistols. I could I think he'd definitely, you know, do that or do gun shows. Or even just be, like, the performer that does all the trick shots, you know, he could do that, too. <laughs> do the traveling shows.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what's so cool. Yeah. We both are getting the total package of the character. <laughs>
2: there you go.
1: So our next is Wylan. This was a little tough for me. I put a college chemistry professor's assistant. Because I feel like he, like, he's still really young, but he's really smart. And I feel like he would definitely, like, be wanting so hard to, like... I think he would want to be a professor. I think he would want... But, like, there's a lot of different aspects of him. This is just talking about, like, education-wise. I think that, like, he just... he He would want so hard to have a goal of maybe one day getting his like doctorate or something like that. And I, he would, but I feel like at the beginning he would just like, he'd be an assistant to like some kind of professor. I don't know. That's what I think. So.
2: I, I put music teacher mostly just because of mm. the. <laughs> the <flute. laughs>
1: there you go. That's perfect. That's... Yeah, he, and he would be a musician. So maybe he would get his doctorate in music. You could. He'd be, oh my gosh, he could lead a symphony. Yeah, he'd be great.
2: In music theory. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> so, okay, this one I had so much fun with because I love it. Um, Matthias. So I have to hear what you put first.
2: I just put him like as a military officer because I would, you know, definitely that would be like a perfect fit, you know, for him.
1: So. I figured he would be like, okay, I went really specific with this. Okay, so get ready. You know how crazy I am. So I put Orange County's number one dog walker for the stars.
2: Yeah, yeah my, my second thing was like, oh, maybe he could be like a vet or something, you know, because he loves animals. So like one of the- exactly.
1: <laughs> I just feel like he'd be this huge, like, built hot guy that, like, all yeah. these, like, rich MILFs are, like, <laughs> running around and being like, oh, my God, will you walk my dog? And he's got all these, like, little pooches, exactly. but he's got, like, 100 his... 100 dogs on each leash. Yep. And, like, of course, he's got his real, like, huge wolf dog, but he's got all these, like, like mini, like, I I don't know. I, I love that picture in my head. It made me laugh so hard. So, okay, so we're almost done, but... We're not there yet. Nina. I put a burlesque dancer because I think she would totally do that and be beautiful at doing that. Um,
2: definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: It'd be gorgeous to watch.
2: I went well, like with the route sort of how you did with like a Inej. Like I put like Nina like CIA because she knows like many mm. languages and she's like an expert at spying yeah. and all that. So she could definitely be a great agent.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, and I forgot about that. I... Yep. Okay, so here is our last one, um, Hana. I okay. So, well, no spoilers or anything. Yeah, you know who she is. I think that if she was in our world, which would be amazing for her, um, for him. Yeah, Hana. Well, Hana's pronouns is him, he. I believe. Um, at the end of Ruin and Rise, um, at the end of um, Rule of Wolves. So. Even though it's not said, he Hana is in the prince's body, though. So, anyways, I think Hana would be part of like the city's um, LGBT like center. So, I feel like definitely a part of like the youth center and helping with like the struggles that Hana went through, making sure that. Younger kids that are dealing with the same thing don't have to deal with the struggle that Hana had to deal with. I feel like I just see that a lot. That's what I. That's what I think. What do you? Yeah,
2: think? I, I struggled to come up with uh, well one for Hanna, but it, I, I agree with what you said. I think that would be a perfect fit.
1: Well, it's a hard one because Hanna's character, like it, it's it's really hard. We didn't. We don't. I feel like we didn't get to. We don't know Hannah like we do, all the other characters we just listed. We yeah, don't. we've only
2: seen them in two books, so it's hard to gauge their personality.
1: Exactly. Um, so, but I I love like see that I love the fact that when like I was so surprised at the very, our last episode when I found out that Hanna was still alive for the second time apparently because um, I completely forgot. So when. You listened, and Hana died. I seriously was, like, devastated. And Terry's like, you forgot? And I was like, yeah. How did I forget? <laughs> like, Hanna's dead? So then, like, oh, my God. I love that about my memory. Like, literally, I think if I just wait a little bit of time after I read a book, I'll forget it, and I can read it again. Like, it, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's Alzheimer's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, that was so much fun. So that was... That was a really cool game. Um, I think we had a lot of fun with that. So we had... Let's do... Okay, so we've got What If. Um, However, I know that we are running a little short on time just because we have been talking for a good amount of time. So, yeah, we'll be good. Okay, so first one, we got two. What if Alina became corrupted by power? So, who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first, or you want to go first on that one? Uh,
2: I'll I'll go first. Uh, I had thought about this one, and like, let's say you know, after you know, during Siege and Storm, after the second amplifier, maybe she really starts you know, desiring uh, you know her power, and uh, maybe she would eventually you know end up working with the Darkling and agreeing with him and. Like, yes, I embrace that we're equals. It's like, I can't have a, you know, a regular mortal life with these powers. And, you know, I'm going to end up being, you know, immortal like you. And then they possibly would have, you know, ruled Ravka's king and queen together. And because Nikolai would still be a monster because the Darkling would be alive. And then her friends would probably be in prison or killed for treason against the new king, which is now the Darkling at at this point. Wow, and then they, you know they could actually do his plan of expanding the fold into any countries who were you know against you know what they wanted to do, and basically he would have his like one country of Ravka that would be the Grisha safe place, but at the expense of killing anyone who disagreed with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, you you could live and have a great <laughs> yeah. life as long as you do every single thing I say, and exactly. don't you know, disagree. <laughs> yeah, just don't disagree with a single thing single thing i mean that's it um and i thought of
2: another path uh she could take that if, if she didn't side with him and maybe let's say okay she braced her power and then you know she she killed him and then ev- everyone would see her as, as a hero and as a living saint and the rothkins might actually you know like praise her for defeating him and maybe they would want to make her queen and, you know, if she accepted and obviously she's still immortal like the Darkling and if she stayed queen, you know, eventually like the Darkling, she would sort of like lose her, you know, empathy over time as the centuries passed. And maybe she would decide to do what he did and create her Nichevoya, but would be like light soldiers or something else. And yeah. she could create something else because she couldn't, you know, obviously expand the fold, but she could, you know, maybe create something else if she used Mirzos. So,
1: who knows Yeah. If See, that's an aspect I've never thought of. I've never thought about what, like, because Alina uses Merzost only a couple times, and it's just when she's really harnessing the Darkling's powers. That's the only times we ever, right? Am I is am I correct with that, thinking that that's the only time she's ever done it?
2: Pretty much, like, yeah, that last, you know, scene almost in Siege and Storm where she creates her own Nichevoya from him and that weakens them both, and then they...
1: yeah. Out. Because it makes when you mentioned like her using Marzost and having like this her own like version of the Sun Soldier, like how neat would that be to be able to see the complete opposite of the Darkling? Like it'd almost be like I feel like they'd be on fire, <laughs> like they'd be no, like, I'd they'd... love to
2: see the my evil power couple scenario and just evil Alina would be awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alina, like her. Pretty much, like from going from light, I feel like she just turns into pretty much just like fire and burning everything. But yeah, it'd be light, um, the
2: light one or something like that. You know, <laughs> she—that's her title. <laughs>
1: that's crazy. So one thing that like, and I was actually um siege in Siege and Storm at the very end of it um is when Alina does get her white hair, um or at least it's a very last part of it. It's when she mm-hmm. recognizes and notices it. So, my thoughts on this have to do with this question. I feel like the reason that her hair actually is turned white, partially, is because, from if we think of Alina's story from the beginning, she starts out innocent, young girl, hiding Grisha Powers, doesn't want anything to do with it. We get to Siege and Storm, she's got power, she can't, she's can. She's got her own power. She can control it. Uh, like, but I mean, she's she's worked with it a little bit. Then she gets that second amplifier, and I don't know. But like, if you ever go back and read that that part specifically, every time I read it, like it reminds me straight up of an addict, just because of the way it's described. Which it's beautifully written by Lee. That pretty much, like, I mean. Alina is, like, it's a rush of power and it's it's not bad. Like, I mean, she's enjoying it and she gets addicted. So I, watch, I feel like through Siege and Storm, you start to watch her change. And you really do, like, I mean, to the point where, I mean, she gets very power hungry. She gets to the point where, I mean, even at the end of, like siege and storms yes she's trying to like commit suicide for the good like killing the darkling and herself but she uses his power to like create these mon the Nietzsche voya to like try to kill him and it's like she's just starting to consume so much dark magic dark or so much merzost that I feel like the reason that she gets that white hair is because all the light and the light magic that she had is, like, escaping and leaving her body because she has been consumed by the darkness. And I, um yeah, so that's what I think. I just wanted to, yeah. I know, it's very out there, but I, I, I don't know. That's what I've always kind of thought because I I just vividly remember her story of getting like addicted to this power is very, I don't know, I I paid close attention to that. It was just, it's crazy how Lee wrote it. Yeah,
2: I like that a lot. Yeah, I always thought, you know, just because she's actually using basically true magic mm. and then using true magic, it makes you weaker. And she used so much that, you know, it's it's draining her life. And so that's why her hair starts turning white, you know. Think,
1: yeah, that could, like, there's so many, like the white hair is like a significant point, And I think we all love it and we can't wait for it. However, I don't think it's ever really explained, is it? like?
2: I don't think so. But I mean, I always assume because like Grisha, how they're always saying our, you know, powers give us, you know, more vitality in life and we exactly. feel energized instead of weaker. And then like true magic is what's making you weak. And, you know, because I think even later on the Darkling, they looks like he's like tired in the eyes because he's been actually creating something new. The Nietzsche Boya, yep. he's a bit exhausted And so, feel, like, if- so much that yeah, her hair turned white.
1: And see, that's what I love about what Lee created is like, so like Merzos literally is like, I mean, it's just being a Grisha is like, yeah, the magic makes sense. It's uh, you can only make something out of something you have something that's already there. Um, But you are nobody is a creator. Nobody can create something. Nobody can create life or anything like that. And I think that's really cool to have that. And then of course, i wonder like even though we we have no clue like i wonder what the how you would be able to like conjure merzos like what the difference like i mean conjuring your own like power how do you like what would how i don't know i guess the difference in it like it's interesting i've always thought about that like i mean how would you know that how do, i guess there's are the books about how to do it who knows There's
2: actually like spells because I think even in the short stories, when you know the young darkling is showing Ula his sister, she has to cast a spell and then you know she get out her yeah, turn into then she becomes basically Ursula, but she used a spell. I think there's might like real spells, and I think they show that in the show too that he reads a spell and you know, blood, and there's an actual sacrifice and other things. So,
1: yes, I think we're on to something. I think that's what it is. I think it has (laughs) to. And that's what happens when you're Grisha fanatics like we are. and We've read all of it so much. It ends up, unfortunately, turning into this big old ball of putty where like it's really like this big old. We've got so much verse information. We pretty much have mush in there that we don't know. Can't put it all together. But I think you're right. Some kind of blood sacrifice. Or maybe I'm confusing that with another story. But I think but that sounds right to me. There's got to be um, there has to be some kind of you've got to get give something because you're not using anything.
2: Yeah, yeah. magic comes with a price whereas their regular powers don't but something's got to give. That's why whether it's your energy being wasted to create something or you sacrifice someone else's life to make something, that makes sense to me. Yeah,
1: and see what's interesting is to think that that is what created the fold. Like the fact of him using Merzost is what right? Like I mean like him using (laughs) Merzost and like trying to like make his own like is what created that and he must have been doing a lot of crazy that must have been a really heavy spell because he's done (laughs) the mirzos before and he hasn't created a fold but to create a fold and anyways that's cool i am okay so okay so what's our next one well Did we already cover... What if Alina went with the Darkling at the end of Siege and Storm, or did we already kind of cover that? No. We didn't.
2: No, that's sort of like, yeah, after, like, the part that I've been talking about, the, you know, Nietzsche Voya, like, if she had went with, you know, the Darkling right after to save her friends, because that was the deal.
1: Okay. So, this would be very... Okay, so i got to think. So, what if Alina went with the Darkling at the end of Siege and Storm instead of... Going to the White Cathedral, like that's what happened. So she. uh, Well, I hope to God that if that really did happen, that the beginning of Ruin and Rising would still start with Ismrude. It better. (laughs) Because, I mean, he is the very first in the very first line, but she wouldn't go to the White Cathedral. Um, She would.
2: At least she wouldn't have to deal with, yeah, with the creepy apparat at least, but she would still be essentially a prisoner in the, you know, little palace, but hey. Yeah,
1: we'll see. And the the apparat has always, like, he's always been so creepy. And I feel Mm -hmm. like even when I first read this for the first time, he was creepy. But he is, he's got, it's just there's something going on. And you can tell, like, especially with these zealots, like these people that, like, Mm-hmm. My God, the fact that she was almost torn apart by the people that are like love her in Siege and Storm when she goes out to the pilgrims' camp and they're like calling her Sancta Alina. I mean, they're they love her, but like to the point that they're about to like kill her by tearing her, like accidentally tearing her apart. Like that's what kind of crazy fanatic he is. And I feel like I don't know, he's pretty evil too. Um, I feel like there's two different sides to this she could she could go and try to trick the darkling. she could say, "Hey, I'm going to go with you yes to save my friends and have some kind of trick that she planned she planned that all along so her friends would be okay, and then she's gonna stay with the darkling, so she at least has some insight of what's going on, you know I mean, it's best to keep your enemies close mm-hmm. um and maybe she'd kill him and take over. Maybe she wouldn't. Uh, um, or, hmm. I don't know.
2: I was also thinking that maybe, like, yeah, she could, like, be a spy because then she would actually be with the Darkling and finding out their plans. And maybe somehow she could get a message to, to uh, Nikolai and them of, like, hey, like, this is what he's planning to do. This is where he's going to attack next or something.
1: Yeah. Well, and then the whole thing at Seigen's storm uh, the end she probably wouldn't lose her power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she would have her power still. We have to realize that. Like, I mean, so she wouldn't have She's white there. She would
2: be found in the firebird. She basically would be stuck in the little palace and either well, actually, maybe yeah. the darkling would try and find the firebird yes. too. Yeah.
1: They would do it together. They would go and try to find that firebird together. And, and he,
2: yeah. And then he would maybe kill Mal. And I don't know how that would have affected things like if he did
1: it. But see of-
2: how <laughs> would how <laughs> would he
1: how would he find out that Yeah, like
2: like I said, I mean I if you we assume that Mal is searching for it too like to give to Alina or something, hmm. who knows? But yeah, I think he would try to find the third amplifier with her.
1: I I definitely agree. And we were talking about this before. I think that the Firebird is an amplifier still um i know that like in the story like they don't kill it and like it that's it but it's never said that it wasn't an amplifier it's just um they didn't what why didn't they get more
2: like- zova's special amplifier but it could be an amplifier like how Zoya's tiger was an amplifier and um
1: exactly because Mao wasn't like, I mean, wasn't meant to be the third amplifier. If he was like making three amplifiers, you don't like, <laughs> you don't set out and you're like, oh, okay, here's a beautiful stag, here's this great sea wisp, and now here's this scrawny man.
2: <laughs> here's like, the tractor. <laughs> there you go. It's a trifecta.
1: <laughs> no. Um, and especially because it's still like, like in the lives of saints, where that. I love that the picture that they use is still like so reminiscent of the actual story where because in Siege and Storm is when they start to all of a sudden realize that this picture is what gives them the hint to go and look at like, um mm-hmm. yeah, to go back and look like, oh, my God, that's where I live. So I think that's funny that like, one, oh my god, that tower must be where I live, and yeah. that she noticed that there's a Firebird, like, so yes, it's definitely an Amplifier too. However, I, um, mm, that'd be kind of weird because the Darkling, I think he wouldn't have any, I think if he found it, he wouldn't have problems killing it. He would go get Mal, I think he would find out a way to get Mal, though, because Mal has helped track everything else down. Um, Although, technically,
2: their deal was, I'll leave your friends alone if you come with me. But, I mean, whether he would actually, you know, <laughs> and yeah. keep that yeah. deal or not. But I would think if he wants Alina, that he wouldn't jeopardize anything and maybe just try and go find it. And, like, Alina, analyze this picture. <laughs> See, <laughs> so he I, find- don't,
1: I don't think he would have ever found any of the amplifiers without Mal. Because I think... Because yeah, s- they're
2: attracted to another amplifier, they're attracted to Mal. However, now that she would is wearing two of them, at least in the book, she wears them. They aren't actually eating yeah. the skin, but <laughs> yeah. But either way, I mean, I think then then they'd be able to find it because they'd be attra- uh, the fiber would be attracted to you know her C-whip bracelet and her you know collar.
1: Yeah, I think yeah it it would be very weird if she went off um who knows what she would do hopefully she'd do the right thing and trick the darkling and be right there by his side and know everything that's going on and then all of a sudden be the one that like somehow ends up like killing him and figuring it out at the same time that she needs to kill who knows it could be so. Or a more think.
2: hopeful thing. Maybe she convinces him that what you're doing is absolutely insane, and maybe huh. she finally. You know, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, hey. that works. He just he he falls in absolute love and is okay. just like all this... wins That's that's what I choose to believe. <laughs> okay, you know what? I agree. The darkling has thrown. His black kefta to the side. He has stopped torturing and hurting people. Merzos no more. He is now he is obsessed with the Queen of Light and yeah, he just wants to love her all day. Wow. (laughs) Interesting. Mal would hate that (laughs) when he found that out.
2: We're gone for five minutes. What happened? <laughs> like, I've seen the error in my ways. Oh, and by the way, Alina and I are getting married. once. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. That's crazy. <laughs>
2: and Mal, the wedding invitation, he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> this must be something.
1: <laughs> oh, poor Mal. He just really just doesn't. Poor guy. At least in the books. <laughs> I guess the Fold would stay there, then, until someone figured out that Mal was the key to it, right?
2: Yeah, as long as the Darkling's alive, the Fold is just there, you know, and he can expand it, but he can't, you know, shrink it, obviously.
1: Yeah, because everybody would realize that. I mean, he had been trying to shrink it, but then he real, yeah.
2: I mean, maybe Alina could, actually, if she did their original plan that she thought and use enough light that maybe she could have dissipated it or destroyed some
1: of it. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I I've, I. wonder whether her power ever was strong enough to be able to destroy it. I think it's always been her power, because that's it's huge. And I think, like, him, cre- the creation of it was because using, abo- uh, because of Abomination, so I don't think anybody's power would be strong enough to, like,
2: And she'd make- probably have to use her own, like, you know... Her own Bezos uh, that we're talking about. to destroy it. Yeah. Maybe we could have figured it out after many centuries.
1: <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Who knows? But that one could go on and on and on. But that was a good one. Good job, girl. Well, well, that's that's our show, guys. Thank you. So- I hit the mic. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you so much, Michelle. I I loved it. Did you have fun? Yes. <laughs> I told you you would have a great time. It was easy. So, um... Real quickly before we go, just to let you know, we will be returning to our regular podcast and we will um, February 4th um, to start breaking down the lives of saints, which I'm so excited about. However, I did say in our last podcast, we'll be reading the first four saints. When I looked at that, that might be a little confusing because the third story actually is covering two saints so it's actually the first four stories so you're reading margaret anastasia Cohen and nayar and after you're, you read Saint juris's story stop that's where we end it and um we're gonna just dive in on february 4th and find all the easter eggs and everything and just have a blast so i hope you all will join us and thank you so much michelle for joining me this was fantastic and um yeah michelle is definitely one to thank she has helped with so much of a lot of surprises that i can't talk about but will be well the website that will be coming soon she's she's one of the behind the scenes so anyways i'm so glad that we finally get her on here and um yeah so we're excited to share some really cool stuff with you guys so you keep on Sticking around, and we will see you next time. So, long live the Grisha verse.
0: Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No, no mourners. mourners, no funeral.
1: This has been Cast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. And yeah, all of them. We're Cast. Thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, Amber, and our new graphic designer, Chloe. Bye!